This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. The Ravi Zacharias situation, the Carl Lentz situation, the Jerry Falwell Jr. situation. I'm not going to rehash all those particulars. There's videos about that. There's investigations about the Ravi Zacharias situation that just came out. But I've been kind of thinking about this all day, and I wanted to hop on here and do a quick study and talk about this idea of finishing well, finishing scandal-free. Now, the truth is the majority of us are never going to rise to the esteem, to the, you know, popularity, fame, what have you, as a Ravi, as a Carl Lentz, as a whoever, fill in the blank. Uh, But in my life, I've seen a lot of men fall. I've seen a lot of men get divorced. I've seen a lot of men commit adultery, uh, Christian men, so on and so forth. And so uh, I thought that this, these types of situations may be impacting us than we think. And so here's what I, I don't think is helpful for starters, if you're watching this video, what I don't want us to do is to minimize this. Date King David killed with she, you know, killed with Sheba's husband and committed adultery. Like, let's not compare stuff now to stuff in the scripture. That's not helpful. Um, from a theological standpoint, you could argue that they also didn't have the Holy Spirit the way we have the Holy Spirit. And so let's not compare ourselves to men in the scriptures who have committed horrible acts or or leaders that we look into today that have committed horrible acts um in the scripture and and like let, let's just not do that that's one extreme let's avoid that i don't think that's helpful the other extreme is to say that any man who stops and is processing this and is like wow this is scary uh you know but for the grace of god there i am and escalate those of us that that are thinking about this kind of stuff as predators Let's not compare anyone who's processing this or trying to kind of think through of how we can mitigate sin in our lives as saying, uh, well, you're just a predator and you're you're just considering your own misogyny towards wanting to abuse women. Like, like let's not escalate it to that side, right? So there's two different excuses. And some of you guys just don't want me to talk about this at all. If you think there's not a teachable moment in here and you think there's not a, a, a... a sobering for all of us, you're either extremely naive or you're just tapped out from the reality of the situation and how many men and women deal with moral fallout, burnout, uh, sexual sin, all kinds of other sins, secret lives, all types of stuff. And so I just want to set that. Now, want to refer you guys, though, to actually a very dope long-form podcast and uh, this is going to sound weird, but like, yo, thank God for the YouTube algorithm because I would not have found this. And so some of the points, one point from my talk today is actually going to be from this. Uh, I want to refer you guys to this guy's name is Daniel Kalonda, Col- uh, and I listened to this podcast today, Ravi Zacharias, Carl Lynch, Jerry Falwell, How Leaders Fall, How Leaders Fall is what it's called. This is a super dope uh, podcast. It's very long. There's timestamps, so you can go over that and check that out. My hope with this conversation is as you guys are clicking into this, maybe because you think there's going to be some new 
piece of information that comes out. There isn't. My goal is you guys are here. Let's talk about how we can raise up a generation of leaders that never, this stuff doesn't happen again. This, this, we look back at this and this is like things of old, right? These are like, wow, there was once upon a time where stuff like this happened. So again, check that podcast out by, um, I think the brother's name is Daniel. It's all in my algorithm today. It's right here. I have it linked in the description. I, man, I've been married. It'll be 13 years. We're about to have our second kid. Proverbs 18.22. I posted this on Instagram. You guys should be following me on Instagram. If you're not, that's the best way to get a hold of me, by the way. Uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And I was thinking about how in my life, how grateful I am to be married. How grateful I am to have a wife, to have a family. How grateful I am, not just because it's Valentine's Day, but just in light of everything I went through, in light of my own personal trauma, in light of the way I was raised in a, in a single parent home, broken family, in light of all this stuff, I'm extremely grateful to have a wife. And I would never, 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 never in a hundred years would want her to be in a position where um, something like this or remotely like this ever comes out about me. And uh, as, I'm, as I'm walking through this process of just searching my own heart, I wanted to kind of give you guys some of the passages that I'm thinking about and one of the points from this other podcast that I consumed today. Uh, and so, guys, consider these things. Those of you guys that wanted to be married, those of you guys that wanted to be, uh, want to be married, and then you finally get married, right? And then you get a, you get bored or you get you you start slipping uh you start having idle time so on and so forth like remember how amazing it is that you actually have a spouse and if and if you have and if you're in a rocky place in your marriage like work on your marriage right work on your marriage we're we've been married 13 years one thing i could tell you is that it gets better with time and it gets better with being deliberate it gets better with being deliberate okay so I just wanted to open with that because it is Valentine's Day. Uh, we went to dinner. I was thinking about that. I was just thinking about how grateful I am for my wife um, and, and, and how amazing she is in so many different ways. You guys don't really get to see her on here a lot. I'm trying to get her on. She's pregnant. She's an introvert. She ain't really trying to come on here and talk to you. But at some point, we'll have her on the channel. If you guys want to see our interactions, you can go watch some older vlogs. But listen, let's get into some good scriptures. I was reading Proverbs 14, 3, and this is a really interesting chapter. There's a couple verses in here I wanted to pull out, and I wanted to try and, and, and drive this home in terms of the way it's working in my life, the way it's working in my mind, the way I'm, I'm processing this. It says Proverbs 14, verse 4, it says, Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. But abundant crops come by the strength of the of an ox of the ox. You guys are like, what the heck are you talking about, right? Oxen, the manger's clean, right? Um, <laughs> when you're single, when you're single, you have a lot of time on your hands. Okay, when you're single, you have a lot of time on your hands. When you're highly successful, you could also have a lot of idle time on your hands. You could also have a lot of time to be bored. You could have a lot of time to uh, not be in a routine. You could have a lot of access to excess. Thank you, Odom. You could have a lot of time on your hands. And so this passage is really interesting because it says this, it says, when the manger is clean, when there is no, when there are no oxen, the manger is clean. What are, what are, what are oxen in this context? Oxen are what are producing things in your 
what's in your dominion, right? If you, this is a farming metaphor, oxen produced, oxen also helped um, create on the farm, right? Um, <laughs> and it says, uh, when there when there are no oxen, the manger is clean. That means that when you don't have things moving for you, right? There's a going to be a, a, a clean approach. Everything's going to look cleaner, right? But it says, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. Abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. I think what this passage is saying is that with work, with, with risk, with stepping out, your manger isn't going to be clean all the time. Life is going to be messy, right? Things that you're, you're going to have struggles. You're going to you're going to have areas in your life that you need to work through, and there's and it's not always going to be clean because when you step out and start producing, the manger is no longer clean. Because what? Because because oxen are going to get dirty. Oxen are going to uh, poop. Oxen are going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be some consequences as a, as a result in your life of wanting to produce abundant crops, right? Because because but, but abundant crops, abundant crops, extra, extra crops, flourishing crops, right? Are going to come by the strength of the ox. And what does the ox do? You have to care for the ox. You have to, you have to clean up the poop of the ox. You have to, you, you see what I'm saying? Like there comes, there, there comes things that are going to require work on your part, are going to require stewardship on your part, are going to require cleanliness on your part, but it's all a part of the process. So what I'm saying to you is, listen, listen to me. You may feel like your life is either too busy. That's the other side, right? You're too busy but here's the thing about being too busy. When you're single, hear me out. When you're single and you're busy, there's a lot less time to sin, okay? When you're single and you're busy, there's a lot less time to sin. You're, you're managing the ox. You're caring for the land. You're taking care of the crops. You're being busy. You're focused on what's in front of you. When you are, uh, when you're highly successful is when you then, the opposite happens. You work the ox and then you get more boredom. Boredom is where a lot of our issues can come from. Being bored. And so guys, don't 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 ignore this idea of work. I know it's not cool to talk about work. I know it's not cool to talk about um having a hand to the plow, working your land, right? And Proverbs all the time talks about this stuff. Working your land, having your hand to the plow. This stuff is all throughout Proverbs. I'll show you guys I'll show you guys another passage, right? Check this out. Check this out. Proverbs, again, Proverbs 14, verse 23. In all toil, there is profit, but mere talk lends to only to poverty. Okay? So, so in all toil, I'll put it up back on the screen. In all toil, there's profit, but mere talk tends only to poverty. In work, in working the your, your, your land, what is your land? What is, your, what is the thing you're supposed to be doing in this season? Is it educating yourself? Is it growing, right? You need, to, you need to have a degree of being busy while having a balance of rest and Sabbath, okay? There has to be a healthy balance there. There has to be a degree of both. Um, I don't travel anymore. I don't travel anymore. Why? Because I know what my land is. 
I know what God is blessing. I know what's providing an abundance of crops. This is the oxen that's providing the abundance of crops. It's messy, guys. I mean, just poke around my comment section. Some of you guys are going to leave a nasty comment after this passage, right? Just poke around my comment section. It's messy. It's messy. The oxen is messy. But I've intentionally made myself not too busy, so I'm not traveling and trying to preach 16 times in a weekend and all this other stuff, right? I've intentionally focused on where the oxen is producing abundant crop, and I've pulled away from things that are potentially keeping me too busy while I'm burnt out, and, and I'm traveling, and I'm running around the country, and I'm doing all these different things, right? So you, you have to count the cost and figure out where you are. Okay, you have to count the cost and figure out where you are now. Now, with that, um, I'm show you guys another verse. I'm show you guys another verse, and this isn't as linear as the podcast I recommended. You guys should check that out. But Proverbs 14:12 says, "There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death." You and I, left unchecked, left without Jesus, will see ways for ourselves that are gonna look awesome, but they're going to lead to death. They're going to look like the thing to do, the move to make, the the, the conversation to have, but you're going to, you, it, it can lead to death. And this is obviously, if we're looking at the world's wisdom, right? If we're looking at the world's wisdom, you can definitely see um, a lot of things that seem right to people that are hurtful in the long term. Jeremiah 17, 9, we all, we, hopefully we're familiar with this passage, right? It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? If you are so self-deluded, so not self-aware, so you can repeat these same mistakes, maybe not on the scale because you just may not have the access to excess, right? Maybe not on the same, on the same magnitude, but if you are checked out and you're overworking, or you're underworking and you're bored, you're burnt out, there's going to be things that are presented to you that are going to seem like the move and they're not and they will lead to death, right? And again, I did a different video on this, how to kill sin. You guys could check that out, right? Um, and, I, and again, here's another verse from this passage. Proverbs 14, verse 15. The simple believes everything. The simple believes everything. Some of you guys are so open-minded that your brain falls out. You're up on the latest phase, the latest revelation, the latest conspiracy theory, your own feelings, your own thoughts, everything you think you hear is from God. Everything you, your emotions are always amplified to the degree that, that they're, that they're equivalent to what you think God is doing. The simple believes everything. The heart is deceptive, right? The simple believes everything. But the prudent gives thought to his steps. The prudent gives thought to his steps. One who is wise is what? Is cautious and turns away from evil. But a fool is reckless and careless. Is reckless and careless. I'm going to read this one more time over you. The simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. My question for you is, are you giving thought to your steps? The the, the moves you're making, the decisions you're making, are you giving thought to your steps? Are you considering all of your steps that are in front of you? Okay. Are you being cautious? Are you being cautious? 
One who is wise is what? Cautious. Wisdom has a degree of cautious. Not fear. It's a difference. One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil. But a fool, a fool is reckless and careless. Are you turning away from evil? Are you cautious? Or are you reckless and fearless? This is this this literally applies to every area of our lives. Okay? This literally applies to every area of our lives. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you consuming? Who are you around? Who's speaking into you? Who's who's encouraging you? Who has who who has accountability over you, right? All of those things apply. And so let's go now that we've been in Proverbs. Let's go to, let's go to the New Testament. Right? Let's go to the New Testament. And Jesus said some very interesting things on this topic, right? And Jesus always takes what, what we think our moral standards are and he always escalates them. And this is one of the most evident examples in Matthew uh, 5 27. He says, You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. Okay? But I say to you, anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Whoa, like this has just been escalated to a level that most people fall short. Now we're all adulterers, according to this passage. If you've looked at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. But I say anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, now check this out. This is the part that's hard. So, if your eye, even your good eye, because in the, in the Greek um, this is this is translated as your right eye. This comes up on the little logos app, right? That's why it says your good eye. So even so, if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in jail. And if your hand, even your strong hand or your right hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. So. Is Jesus literally telling us to chop off our hands and pluck out our eyes? Okay, now you, you Bible literist, uh, hopefully we could all agree that that's not what this is saying, right? Or we would have a lot of blind people around here, right? Uh, Jesus is saying, be vigilant and cut those things out of your life, right? He's using a hyperbolic phrasing, cut it off, pluck it out. This is very... This is very intense, okay? Now, again, I'm going to go back to this podcast that I told you guys about from um, from Daniel. Uh, his name is da- uh, Daniel Colonda. And check, check this out when you guys get a sec. Um, and he talks about slaying your, uh, your, your pet dragon. He talks about slaying your pet dragon. And it's very interesting because it's... Uh, it, it kill, killing your pet dragon. Now, again, I did a whole thing about kill your sin before your sin kills you. And how he describes it is that your pet dragon is someone that, that you welcome in, is someone that maybe people even think is, um, it, people may even think it's cute. Like you have this pet dragon. And he paralleled it to a story of a man who was eaten or, or, or choked and killed to death, killed to death, a man that was killed by his pet uh, his pet snake that choked him, right? That his pet, this little thing that he kept around the pe- that he thought was was cute, killed him. And 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 a lot of folks are like, I, I couldn't believe this thing that I nurtured, this thing that he nurtured killed him, right? And he talks about killing your pet dragon. That there are little things in all of our lives, little things, little secrets, little sins, 
right? Kill today. That didn't make any sense. I know. Uh, <laughs> that we keep around as pets, right? But they're really, they're really little dragons that'll grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And at some point, overtake us. So, kill that pet dragon. And he talked about in his specific situation, and I've g- gone through similar stuff. And he talked about he's an introvert. He doesn't like uh, to get his hair cut. And then he found himself enjoying um, enjoying going to get his hair cut. And he, like, questioned his own heart. And he's like, why am I? And, it, and he was like, yo, it's because the lady who's been cutting his hair is attractive. And he said, I was attracted to this lady. And the, and the likelihood is it probably wouldn't have led to anything, right? But because his heart was lustful towards his hairstylist, and he said, he said he called, canceled, never went back to her again because she was a young, attractive woman. That's wisdom, right? That's wisdom. That's, that's smart. Right now, somebody would be like, oh, that's the patriarchy. That's toxic masculinity. No, he just knows. And I'm the same way. This and this is, by the way, this is by and large, like I don't really even have female friends. Like I have like family and I have like my wife's friends, but I don't for what? I don't have that. Like, no, there's no like females I like hang out with. You know what I'm saying? Like fellowship no right and, and when you get married you figure this out those of you guys that have a ton a ton of like friends of the opposite sex and like yo that's my sis and da, 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 right uh, that that stuff changes when you get married that stuff does change when you get married and so kill your pet dragons yo kill your pet dragons don't assume that um that that you are without the potential to fall if the if the if it presents itself and those little compromises over time could be escalated meaning this in his situation him getting a haircut from an attractive woman may mean nothing right uh maybe for you getting a massage from an attractive woman may mean nothing right but over time positioning yourself to be in a space where you know that you're attracted to this person can eventually escalate to that feeling being normalized. This is why your boy is not going and getting massages, right? Or I am getting the most LGBTQ massage from a man. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Right? I'm getting. I'm getting a a man. I mean, I, and I'm not doing that. So your boy is not going and getting massages. I'm not going to a masseuse because I'm not going to be. On a bed half naked with a woman touching me. That just doesn't make sense, right? And I'm not going to let a man touch me like that. Or, you know, I, if I like really needed like a sports medicine massage, like it would have to be a dude, right? So, <laughs> right? So, um, there you have it, right? And that's just setting those per- parameters around your life so that, so that you aren't in a position to do something that you'll regret because it's those little foxes, right? Song of Songs talks about those little foxes, those little foxes, those little foxes. And over time, they could turn into something big. So kill your pet dragon. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. There are TV shows 
that I had to stop watching, not because it was causing me to go and look at porn, because I just knew that I felt convicted, right? Um, I just knew that I felt convicted about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to keep entertaining this, right? This makes me, this positions me in a not healthy place. And so I've, I've stopped watching, I don't know, certain TV shows, certain people, being around certain people, right? And I'm not just talking about uh, the opposite sex. I'm not just talking about like, oh, lust. Because lust isn't just about, um, lust isn't just about like sexuality. Like lust can be you're lusting for power. You're lusting for status. You're being jealous and envious of something someone else has had. Something, something, something someone else has, right? So there are people that like, maybe you need to not be around because you know the way they flaunt their success. It's not, it's not a, a, hey, I'm, I'm trying to inspire you and pull you up with me. It's I'm trying to flex on you. I'm trying to flex on you and, and, and show you guys how I'm the man and you should want to be like me, right? That's different. That's very different. It's very different. So who are you surrounding yourself with, right? Are you around people that you're envying because they're kind of flaunting it in your face, right? That's, that's, a, that's a form of what? You're lusting for something that's not yours, for something that you didn't work for, right? So, so we have to guard our own heart and we have to consider these things, um, because you don't want to be in a spot where, again, you work your entire life and you want to get married, have a family, and you get there. Like, guys, I'm there. It is amazing being married, like having a second baby on the way. It's great. Then God's blessing this YouTube thing and I'm making more money and all these kinds of things. It's very easy to start feeling yourself. It's very easy to start taking every opportunity that comes your way. I say no a lot to a lot of people, right? A lot. Not because the opportunity is not is wrong. It's just not for me. Right? It's just not for me on 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 this in this season of my life, right? I don't need to be running around and doing a bunch of traveling, right? Um and so we have to be intentional about knowing ourselves, knowing our own heart. Um, knowing that if you wanted these things, if you wanted a marriage and then you finally got a marriage, but now you're acting foolish, you're acting, um, you're acting like a derelict, you're acting flippant. Well, gosh, like what would the version of you who had just met your wife say to you, right? What would the version of you that just met your wife say to you, right? You'd probably be like, yo, bro, this is what we wanted. What are you doing? What are you doing? This is what we wanted. We wanted to be married. We wanted to start a family. And now you're acting like a knucklehead. And now you're being a dumb, right? Think, like that little mind uh, time travel game is a good exercise for a lot of us. Journaling, right? Journaling and 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 putting your uh, your thoughts down, your prayers, your prayer journals. Those this very healthy and good way to reflect, right? So, Consider these things, and I want to leave you guys with this passage, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. This is Paul writing towards the end of his life, and he says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which is the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Let's not compromise on the little things because those little things can turn into big things. Let's not act like we are without, we are without uh, 
the potential of doing something catastrophic, right? No one wakes up and says, hey, I want to get into a really entangled adultery sex scandal. Like no one wakes up and wants to be that guy. No one does that, right? Or that girl. No one no one wakes up and wants to be that person. It's the little things over time. And ultimately, guys, where's your satisfaction, right? Paul is saying, he's saying, and the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Are you eager? Are you eagerly looking forward to his appearing? Are you are you eagerly looking forward to Jesus? Are you are you in relationship with Jesus? Are you praying? Are you reading? Sometimes I'll be completely honest with you guys. I'll find myself reading and praying, preparing for this, and not reading and praying for the sake of my own growth, for the sake of my own relationship with God. This is a lot of things. It's a thing a lot of leaders slip into, right? And I'm like, nope, I'm not just going to sit here and read because I want to make a YouTube video and have a, a good conceptual message prepared. No, 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 no. Right, Ruslan, you got to stick on your daily reading, right? Like that's something that I'm convicted of. And this is very common for a lot of pastors. They'll find themselves reading to teach and reading to speak, right? But are you preparing your heart? Are you preparing your relationship with God as if he could come back? Are you eagerly looking forward to his appearing, right? Because that's ultimately what we're called to do. So if you want to live a scandal-free life, if you want to finish this race well, you have to. You have to fill your mind. You have to fill your eyes. You have to fill your ears. You have to fill your surroundings with things that are ultimately going to position you to walk in the spirit and not walk in the flesh, right? So to, to, to go after God with, with all of your deepest desires, with all of your, casting all of your worries and all your fears on him and being willing to care for the ox. And as the, as the first passage I read to you guys, right? As the first passage I read for you guys, I'll, I'll circle all the way back, right? I'll say, I'll circle all the way back. Right, being willing to know that, that where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. That's not just talking about money and finances. If you want abundant crops, you also have to be willing to have the the endurance and the wherewithal to keep pressing in. And it's it, it's a delicate balance. And and the last thing I would say is. Don't over-spiritualize every single issue you're having. Meaning this, yes, we're spirit. Yes, we're humans. We have souls. But there's a lot of things that can be done in the physical as well as the spiritual. Meaning this, you are having issues. You're having, um, you know, I don't know. if I, You sprain your ankle playing basketball, right? And you're not sure if it's broken or not. So what do you do? You take your butt to urgent care or the ER and you go get your ankle checked out and you find out, is there a break or is there, is this just a really bad sprain? This happened to me in high school and I found out that it was a really bad sprain. Now the sprain was bad enough where I had to wear a freaking boot on it, like like a big old boot and I was on crutches for weeks. And I remember uh, until this day, my ankles make these weird pop noises. You probably can't hear them. Both of my ankles because I rolled them so much playing basketball. Um, and I never broke my ankle, but it was bad enough that I had to be on crutches, right? I didn't, I didn't need to get surgery, but it was bad enough I had to be on crutches. So you go you go to the doctor when you freaking roll your ankle, right? You, you go to Jesus 
to seek intimacy with him. But there are times, and, and this may be controversial to some of you, there are times where you need to, like, you, you, something's off with your brain, right? And you're not sure if you sprained your brain, Kanye, to quote Kanye. Like, did you sprain your brain? And you can't just be like, well, I'm just going to pray it off all the time, right? And you may need to go to a brain doctor, to a, to a doctor who specializes in mental health and say, hey, yeah, this is just a sprain. You don't, you don't need anything for this, but you just got to take it easy. Or, hey, we actually need to treat this in a different way. You, you got to know what's going on in your head. And a lot of times this stuff in our brain is just, hey, you need to just take some time off. You need to, you, you know, you need to be more active. In my case, I found out that I had onset PTSD from the trauma in my childhood. And I went to a couple therapy sessions and I did this thing called men's skills at my church. It was like a group therapy type of thing with Bible study. It was incredible. Um, and what I discovered was like, once I figured out my triggers, I didn't need medication. I didn't need to go to a shrink every week. Some people may need to. And I honestly, the moment I started like playing basketball and strength training again, uh, cause in the, this was in the, one of those seasons where I like injured myself and my, my knee was jacked up. Once I was able to get back to basketball, um, I felt like a hundred times better because for whatever reason, my body needs a certain dopamine release from strength training and, and, and cardio. And I've been much better ever since. This is about two years ago. I had knee surgery. Um, and so th- you, you guys see what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's not all spiritual. Sometimes it's not all, hey, you are, uh, there's a demonic thing on you and you need to cast it out and da 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 and this whole thing, right? Sometimes like, bro, you just got a sprained brain. Like you literally got something going on take care of yourselves guys like like seriously hear me on this like take care of yourselves um mentally as well as physically as well as spiritually right everything is not a spiritual attack amen helen uh take care of yourselves uh because if you don't all these things will compound and get bigger all of these things, and and you'll feel more isolated, and you'll feel further away from God, and you'll want to keep it more of a secret, and you'll want to, like, you see what I'm saying? And and, and that's not a healthy place to be in. That is where you can get into some some serious trouble in a really dangerous place Um, on all kinds of levels, whether you act out and you start, you start committing sins and flirting with people or whatever, or you, you go deeper in and then we, how many, you know, look at the suicide rate with pastors, right? Look at the suicide rate with pastors. So you could go either of those extremes if you're not taking care of yourself. So again, if you want to be scandal free, you want to finish, it's a delicate balance for further study on this. You guys could check out my message on how to kill sin. So this stuff is not as uncommon as you think. It's not, it's just that I don't know if if the, these positions of power with ministry attract like very broken people who, who haven't gotten help or if it's the positions create an environment where very broken people act out and do crazy stuff. I don't know which one it is. Like, I don't know which one it is, but it is extremely common. Like, like I know multiple pastors who went through stuff like adultery, moral breakdown or, or suicide or worse, like multiple, multiple right? So this isn't as uncommon. And these are, this is a reflection of where we are in the, in the, in the times that we live in. And let, let us all learn. Let us all be humble. Let us all tremble and work out our own salvation. Like this is this, you don't want to finish 
and then there'd be an asterisk next to your name, right? I, I don't want to. And so if that means turning that opportunities, if that means working a job, if that whatever that means for you, right? Delaying your dream, taking a season to work on your marriage, do those things. Like sacrifice for your spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health. This stuff, this stuff is important. All right. King Stream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Joshua the King came down and bore it all. Yeah. Conversations front of the fireplace. All of my mistakes out of wire race. Wanna operate at a higher pace. Birth pains causing the body to dilate. On a first name basis with the worst pain facing. Moments in isolation. See, I was hoping I would do this to get more family time. A busy mind and worried heart is just not where I reside. I subscribed that all that traveling was a do 